Hello and welcome to another episode of Fruitful, the podcast about fruit. I'm your host, the Mikado of Mandarins, the Maharaja of Melon, the Prince of Pear, Zach Huddleston. On this episode, I'm delighted to be eating Asian pears with actress, writer, comedian extraordinaire, Katie Colleton. Katie is a member of the famed comedy group, The Katie Dids, and the co-creator and co-star, along with The Katie Dids, of the TV show Teachers, which is currently in its third season on TV Land. Katie is also my girlfriend, a role she's entirely overqualified for. Uh, bless her heart, she's been game to try lots of unique, strange, new-to-her foods and fruits I've put in front of her. Um, she's a real champ. Uh, also hilarious, kind, you know, beautiful, all those things. We're eating two varieties of what are commonly called Asian pears or Nashi pears. Later in the episode, I'm going to mistakenly call them Nishi pears, um, not the philosopher. We're talking about the pears. Asian pears, or Pyrus pyrifolia, are the pale brown or sandy colored, often round fruits you might see in an Asian market. Uh, often they come covered in uh, protective paper or padding because their little skin is delicate. They're popular in Japan, Korea, and China. Uh, in Korea, they're known as bae, B-A-E, which makes for an appropriate fruit to share with my bae. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this coupled up Asian pear flavored episode of Fruitful. Katie Colleton, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. This is my normal voice, this. and then this is when I'm on a podcast. I try to lower it. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, okay, so we have before us two different kinds of Asian pear. Mm. Um, the the paler one to your left, uh -huh. to my right, is called a uh, a crown pear, and it's Chinese. And the one on your right, I believe, is a Dan Gay Korean pear is the varietal but these are both these are both so like um i think they're called nishi pears okay are, are just kind of the broad term for all asian pears and these are both just varietals of the same kind and these are cousins of the pears we're used to but unlike kind of western pears like the bartlett or the bosque or whatever that you would normally see those are picked unripe and you usually buy them firm and you wait for them to soften at home asian pears are picked ripe um, and they're eaten crisp, so they don't ripen. And they, they're when they come off the tree, they're crisp. And you're supposed to eat them when they're still crisp. Wow. Okay. So why don't we try? Why don't we try the the smaller, paler one, the crown pear, the beautiful color Chinese one? Yeah, that that's called. Uh, um, it's russeted when it has like a little bit of um, freckle. Yeah, it's kind of freckled, or sometimes it looks like netting. You can see that on the other one there too. Little mm. little sandy marks, but here, let's Can grab I a try piece. One? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, what are your what are your tasting well, notes? So I'm assuming that you don't like it as much because it kind of tastes like a normal pear, but with less taste. So I like it because I'm a bland person <laughs> and flavors. Like it kind of tastes like sweetened water. <laughs> 
Like, it doesn't have as much flavor, but it has such a nice texture. Yeah. It's almost all just texture and a little bit of sweet, right? Mm-hmm. There's not that much pear flavor. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really like um, Asian pears because I'm kind of an impatient fruit eater. And unlike regular pears, where, like, you, you take them home and you can't eat them instantly, these guys, you can eat them in the car on your way home from the store. You know, mm-hmm. they're ready to go. That's how fast you eat fruit? Yeah. I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. You can eat a lot of it fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's super light. Um, Asian pears, as opposed to regular pears, have a super high water content. Mm-hmm. So they're actually like, like if you like if you pick up this Korean one, they're pretty heavy for their size. Like a mm-hmm. comparable apple probably would not be as heavy, right? Um, and uh, yeah, and so they're super juicy. And so like we're eating sliced up, peeled varieties. But if you were to just bite into one of these suckers, you definitely have some chin dribble. Yeah, no, it's really watery. It's great. And you've never had an Asian pear? No, I've never had this before. But I think I might like it better than... A regular pear? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on regular pears? I don't like them. Yeah? What's your problem? I mean, actually, it's not true. I don't eat them. I do like them. I just never have a pear. Yeah. I don't really know why. I mean... They're not something I buy regularly. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't order a lot of stuff that has pears in it and... Well, when, when presented with a pear and an apple. I'll always go with an apple. Always go apple. I mean, me too. Right. Yeah. And there's always going to be that option there. I feel like you rarely run into a situation where, well, it's pear or nothing. The pear's attitude toward the apple is always like, damn it. Yeah. It's definitely the, the left behind cousin, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. So let's try the um, the Korean variety. And now it's larger and is a darker brown. Um, kind of... Almost golden or bronzed. Yeah. Bronzed might be a good way of describing the color. Yeah, there. like yeah, it's a beautiful color. Yeah, a fall color. And now I think both of mm. these. I, yeah, what do you think? Um, it's crisper. I can't tell if that's just a slicing, but it feels like it's harder. Yeah. I think it's both. I, these are slightly thicker slices on this guy, but I think they're a little, it's, it's a little like denser. It's a harder, right? denser, yeah. yeah. That's how you say it. Um, I don't notice a huge difference in taste. No. Between the two. Is there supposed to be? No. Um, again, both of these are my kind of fruit. As a woman who barely salts her meat, <laughs> I don't like a lot of flavor. So these are like my bad, these are my gems. Because there's, there's flavor, but it's it's just a hint is what I would call it. Mm. It's not like... It's subtle. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a a pear there. Mm-hmm. There's something... There is a tiny flavor, but... Yeah. It feels like a crispy water cracker that was dunked in pear juice. <laughs> yeah. What a what a good... Med- they should put that on the box. <laughs> it should be. Um... Okay, so this is something I didn't want to bring up wow. until we had already tried it. But, oh, shit. So you know how in, in Chinese culture, there's a lot of symbolism. And in most cultures, there's a lot of symbolism. This means that or, or whatever. This is good mm-hmm. luck. This is bad luck, whatever. So I'm going to read to you directly off of a website I found. So uh, in um, Chinese cultures, uh, pairs symbolize um, something else. For example, lovers should never share a pair. <laughs> Because the word for pair in Chinese is identical to the word for separation. So this is it? 
Many fruits are shared, but never the pair should be divided with a husband, a lover, or a friend. And whatever you do, don't give pears as a gift, especially on the 15th day of the seventh month. Well, we're safe there. It's not July right now. But um, it's the 15th day. It is the 15th day yeah. of the second month, not the seventh. I know, but oh man, we're we, really, got, we got one of the two facts. We really tempted fate. So I guess like the, the, the phrase in Chinese to um, share a pear is like an idiom that means to break up. Like, oh, I'm going to go share a pair. That's so interesting. I've never heard that. Well, yeah. so why did you choose? Did you know that when you cho- chose I did pears not. for us? No, I happen to have some really good Asian pears in my fridge. Do you edit this? I can. Would you rather me edit all this out? <laughs> no, I was going to say something, but if you don't want me to say no, it. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just like, do people listening know that perhaps you and I are together? Well. I guess we do now. They do now if I don't edit this out. I would love for them to know. I'm proud that we're together. I know. I'm just saying. Are you okay with them knowing? Yes. As my significant other, you have chosen to share a pair with me. It does feel like the day after Valentine's Day. I feel like that's how strong our bond is, that I'm willing to tempt fate with Mm. um, some fruit. Mm -hmm. Do you, I mean, are you superstitious in general? Yeah. You are? Well, no, I'm not super... I don't actively believe in things, like, but I choose, like, I don't want to tempt fate. Mm. Like, what would be your reaction if, like, a black cat crossed your path? Yeah, I would scream and be like, fuck. <laughs> Screaming? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. it's just, I mean, luckily, we're, we don't live in China and we're not Chinese, so. No. Maybe this, this superstition doesn't apply to us. But when if if we ever do split up, I do request that you bring a pair. Okay. Get, add a little levity to the situation. I mean, probably, add a little levity. I'll probably and be then, bringing all kinds of fruit. Because <laughs> that'll be my new girlfriend. <laughs> the fruit? Yeah. It's the only thing that's always there for me. Oh, no. Oh. Um, okay, so here's some more um, Asian pair trivia. So they date back to the 6th century in China and Japan and Korea. And are a symbol of good fortune and immortality. In Chinese medicine, Asian pears are considered a cooling fruit and are used for detoxification purposes to reduce symptoms of coughs, laryngitis, ulcers, and constipation. Oh, hello. Ooh, which the constipation? All of which I have. <laughs> what right now? <laughs> just laryngitis. Just Your voice sounds great. Um, That's the one you're shocked about. <laughs> well, um, so the constipation part actually makes a lot of sense because. Um, Asian pears have like twice water? the fiber oh. that, well, yeah, they're all fiber and water, basically. Mm-hmm. They have twice the fiber of a regular pear. You know, I had a job once um, giving away fiber bars for free at Whole Foods, and I got to hear a lot about people's bowel movements because that's what everyone wanted to talk about is what the fiber bars work. And I could guarantee it as someone who ate them all the time while wor- working there, they worked very well. <laughs> So when people come up and be like, I haven't shit in days, will this help? Or okay, Well, no one said that, but they'd say, <laughs> I'm having bowel issues. Ah. How fast does this work? And I'd say, well, for me, two to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> if you eat two, it goes faster. But <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. people were really open about it. That's it interesting. I would never share. Well, I guess I just did <laughs> my bowel habits with strangers, but I guess I just did. You think... They thought because you're handing out fiber bars that you were like a doctor. <laughs> I think they thought, yeah, that I had some knowledge. And my only knowledge was that 
I sit there and eat them. And you're paid twelve dollars an hour mm-hmm. to hand them out or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. No, um, but that makes sense. I don't know about the other stuff. Wait, um, what is it good for? There was other stuff besides medicinal. Um, coughs, laryngitis, ulcers, and constipation. Besides uh, medicinal. They're also used to help promote a healthy complexion. Oh. Ooh, I'm eating a pair every day now. Yes. Help lighten under eye circles. I don't have You those. don't have under eye circles. You look great. Yeah, thank you. Um, and to relieve retina pain. Oh. Well, that's... I have, I have had a detached retina. Do, do, does your retina hurt? I don't think so. Do you have eye pain in general? No. No. Okay. Well, that's good. But um, I don't know what retina pain would be if it didn't hurt when it detached. Yeah. I don't. Do people's eyes hurt? That does sound strange. That sounds more like just dry eye or itchy eye or something. Mm-hmm. I guess that's your retina. I don't know. I should call mm-hmm. it my sister. She's an optometrist. Um, in addition to traditional medicine, during the Edo period in Japan, pears were believed to ward off evil and misfortune. And were often planted near gates and in the corner of properties for protection. Wow. So we've warded off some evil tonight. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Lucy is still here, my dog. Ah. Um, oh, I kind of like that. It's like um, instead of seven lemons or nine lemons, whatever those crazy housewives do, you we could put a bowl of like nine pears out. And Wait, see what's, it, what's nine lemons? Have you heard that? That's like a philosophy of... Um, What's the whole philosophy where your room should be even? Oh, feng shui? Yes. Oh. There's something about that that's either nine or seven lemons in the room. But we could do a bowl of nine or seven pears and see if it has an effect on our lives. Pretty soon after we put that out, it'll be eight or six pears. (laughs) Because daddy's going to eat some of them pears if they're out. (laughs) Um, That's interesting. So these are kind of... um, these are they're they're fancy um, in that they're they're pretty delicate. They're much more delicate to ship than regular pears or moist fruit. That's why you saw they had the like the weird styrofoam netting around mm-hmm. them. That's often how you see them because this the um, the skin is very thin and it's um, because there's so much water on the inside. Like they bruise or tear real easily, so they're usually shipped kind of um, uh, padded. And then they're like a lot of fancier fruits in Asia, they're given as gifts. And they're often like, these are often um, gifts or like only eaten around holidays or for special occasions or given to guests and things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question, which I can't really tell. How filling do you think they are? Because I feel like I've eaten a lot since I've been sitting here and I, I don't know. Well, they're not very high in calories. Right. So in that regard, they're not that filling. But if I ate there's, a, there's a lot of water and a lot of fiber, so... Those things are a little filling, but yeah. I mean, I would say like um, an Asian pear has like the whole pear, and we've just eaten parts of two. It's about the same calories as a banana or, or maybe a medium-sized apple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really dig them. They're really good. No, I like them. It's a good snack. Yeah, and they're particularly good. They're a great like out-of-hand uh, fruit. Like they're not very good for baking. I was gonna say I don't know what I like cook this with. Or put it on or with, but it's a great, like, solo snack. Yeah. I wish it wouldn't go well with peanut butter. Okay, so I have I have it? recently eaten some with peanut butter. Oh, you have? Because I'm always on a journey. My favorite thing in the entire universe is peanut butter, almond butter on a good apple. But sometimes you get a little tired of that, or maybe they don't have good apples at the store or whatever. So I'm always looking for alternatives, and I've tried mm-hmm. peanut butter on a mango. Eh, 
peanut butter on banana is good, but it's kind of messy. Yeah. You know, like, so I put some on one of these Asian pears, one of these crown pears I, I ate earlier. It's good, but it's not, it lacks, the nice thing about apples is they have some of that tartness. Yeah. That cuts through the fatty saltiness of the peanut butter. And these pears don't have that at all. No. It's almost like they you need a little bit more flavor to stand up against the peanut butter. Otherwise, it'd just be peanut butter with, yeah. with a texture. It's like eating it on a cracker. Or like you mm-hmm. said, it's like eating it on a wet cracker. <laughs> Which, for some people... I'm, I'm really good at describing food. Dude, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> you're, the, you're the, like, Jonathan Gold of uh, fruit description. <laughs> these are also cool. So the, both of these were imported because i happened to go to an asian market where they had a bunch of different varieties of asian pears which was cool including um um there's a great word called uh piriform that's kind of spelled like pyramid but with Mm -hmm. form at the end that uh that describes something that's actually pear-shaped which i think maybe is derived from the same word as pyramid you know because it's kind of triangular so like there's some most Asian pears are round and look kind of more like an apple, but some of them come in the kind of traditional pear shape or their piriform. But um, the cool thing about Asian pears is we actually more and increasingly, they grow these in the U.S., including there's a lot of these grown in California. Like you'll see them at farmer's markets and things like that in oh, California. Really? Yeah. Maybe not. These traveled across the Pacific Ocean, but yeah, sometimes you get some that just came from the San Joaquin Valley. Hmm. Um, so this might make it into your fruit rotation potentially. I would. This would be a great snack. Um, this would be a great snack. My dog is currently begging for it. So clearly it has a good scent. Does she eat fruit? Um, I don't think she's supposed to, but she does. She doesn't eat grapes. I'm going to tell you that. What's your dog grape story? Would you mind sharing that? Yeah. It's toxic for animals and you don't know if it is or not. And it doesn't have to do with breed and there's no science behind they can't figure out. But some dogs can eat one grape and die and there's nothing they can do immediately go into kidney failure. And some can have 50 and be totally fine. And so you're supposed to, if your dog ever eats grapes, take her straight to the emergency or him. I'm sorry, I shouldn't assume all dogs are female because <laughs> they're not. Um, your dog is female. My dog is female. My lover. Hey, Louis Goose. You love this pair. Um, but for the July, I had people over. And I had a bowl of grapes on my kitchen table and the room was full of 20 people and it's not a big apartment. And as everyone was leaving, suddenly all the grapes were gone. And I was like, that's so weird. I didn't see anyone eat any grapes. And then as I was cleaning up, I kept picking up little grape stems all over the floor. And I was like, oh my God, Lucy ate the grape. But like she, that means she got on the kitchen table and ate grapes and no one noticed is what that means. Which if you know my apartment, it's incredibly small and makes no sense. So I called poison control and they said she needs to immediately be rushed to the emergency room. So I immediately rushed her there. And there was another dog there who like had just died of eating two grapes. So like I was, they were like, yeah, we won't know. We just don't know. We have to immediately start her on fluids as if her kidneys, I think it's her kidneys that would start failing. And she needs to stay here three nights. So it cost me like $6,000 and three nights away from my dog. And she was fine. What? And bitch was fine. Um, had a great vacation. Got taken care of. Got plenty of fluids. And she came back and they were like, so she's fine with grapes. And, um, now you know. Now I know. Although I still never going to give her a grape. You just don't know. But uh, And just as, as punishment. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that they were like, 
well, how much did you, oh, I, they, sorry, they did pump her stomach. And so I was like, I don't know if she ate like two or if she ate like 20. And they were like, we've actually never seen that many grapes in one dog's stomach. So I think she ate like the whole. She ate like an entire every, bunch or yeah, something? Yeah. That's my kind of dog. Yeah. She, she girl can eat. Girl once pooped out a, a Fitbit, so she can eat. She, <laughs> <laughs> she can. The Fitbit came out like uh-huh. whole? Well, no, broken into parts, but oh. she ate my Fitbit and then pooped it out and it was fine. So no grapes going to get her. I know. I'm surprised. Though she also has a sensitive stomach. Well, yeah. Probably because she's eaten a lot of stuff. She also ate my Bluetooth and pooped it out. Sex is electronic. Mm-hmm. She has a whole radio shack in her belly. Um, you know what fruit she'd probably appreciate? Yeah. Apples. <laughs> that was good. She likes it. That was good. You know, iPad, iPod. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's not into these pairs. No, she would love this. And I will say, I want more of these. That's great. I would eat these as a snack to get healthy. Yeah. And because maybe I'd enjoy it. I also think that that whole thing about like them being cooling, you totally see that. They have almost that yeah. like cucumbery quality. Yeah. And like these were refrigerated. They're not super cold right now, but they have that like juicy kind of coolingness. It's like, I think refreshing after a meal, you know? Yeah. I yeah. agree. It's like a good little dessert fruit. Yeah, it is. And you could see, like, regular pear often gets paired with, like, cheeses. Cheese yeah, or or, or even, like, like um, on a cheese plate, you know? Like, harder yeah. cheese or blue cheese can be a nice kind of a pairing with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not as good as a regular pear because they're not as strongly flavored. But, yeah, I think they're pretty dope. Yeah, they're good. Um, so, hey, we, we, we exposed you to something new that you like. I love it. It's just like. I like when, trying new things. It's just like when you met me. You got exposed <laughs> to something new and you liked it. It was shocking. It was great. It was shocking? <laughs> People still don't believe you? <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. And you exposed me to all these new things. Yeah, including, and I don't know if this will be in this episode or maybe in a separate episode. We might eat some durian. durian? Yeah. Yeah, I want to try it after which, listening to the episode. Which I appreciate. Which could also, could you describe what I made you eat before the pear? I don't know if I could accurately describe it. He said it was going to be beans that taste like mozzarella. So I was thinking there was, I was about to take a bite of some really juicy cheese. And instead it tasted, oh God, I forget now because we've just been eating pears. It tasted like poisonous mouthwash. <laughs> Uh, with like what it had such a a pungent stank. I don't know. It was stank. Is what <laughs> the words coming out? I don't remember the flavor anymore. I just remember it will haunt me forever. <laughs> this was natto or natto, the uh, fermented soybeans oh, from Japanese cuisine. It smelled so bad. It tasted bad, and you looked like you loved it. I did love it. <laughs> It's like it's like cheese meets beans, and they're like real stringy. No, they have all these not at all slimy, stringy like. things. Okay, as someone who likes cheese and beans, <laughs> that I can vouch that in my experience, that is not what it, what a cheese or a bean is supposed to taste like. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know what? And I I told you this at the time. I appreciate that you're willing to try these things. I'll try anything. That's right. You you're willing to postpone judgment and then pass judgment, which is say, fine. I'll try anything once, and if you wait long enough, I'll try it twice because I'll have forgotten I tried it. <laughs> Ooh, I'll mark my calendar for the next time I sneak <laughs> some natto on you. All right. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me. Isn't Katie great? I'm obviously a big fan of hers. 
Go watch Teachers. It's actually uh, in its third season, as I mentioned earlier, on TV land. It's also the final season, so catch it while you can. And and catch up. If you haven't been watching, watch watch uh, the uh, backlogged episodes. Um, it's also on Tuesdays on TV land. Um, it is such a funny show. Katie and all of uh, her co-stars and co-creators are super funny. They're wonderful. She's Mrs. Snap. Miss Snap. She's not married on the TV show or in real life. Um, Katie mentioned using lemons in feng shui. Feng shui? Feng shui? Feng shui, if you're not familiar, is the Chinese practice of using energy forces to harmonize individuals with their surrounding environment. Ooh. Uh, according to a feng shui post on thespruce.com, peaches are good for immortality. Pomegranates uh, help to promote fertility, uh, which is appropriate if you remember the subject matter of the pomegranate episode. Grapes promote an abundance of material wealth, which makes sense if you picture being hand-fed grapes by servants in like a Greek nobleman situation. Apples are associated with peace, health, and harmony. Pineapples are uh, great for good luck and prosperity. And oranges, lemons, and other citrus, especially in groups of seven or nine, are good for warding off bad luck and neutralizing bad energy. Okay. And apparently, pears can be a symbol uh, for immortality, and that golden pears placed in the southeast corner of your home can bring about prosperity. Very specific. I don't know that I could pick out the southeast corner of my home if I had to. Uh, you can cheat the fresh fruit requirement by having art depicting fruit or fruit-shaped ornaments. But come on. You know, in my place, it's real fruit all day, baby. In fact, uh, based on what I have in my fridge or pantry at any given time, uh, my feng shui should be off the charts. Though I'm, I'm not sure if it counts if it's in the fridge. It might have to be out on the counter. Um, some follow-up on the Chinese idiom about pears being bad to share with a loved one. Turns out that the Mandarin term for pear is li, L-I, which can also mean separation. So it's bad luck to split a pear with a loved one. It's like promoting separation. Also, apparently it's bad form to give a pear as a gift to a sick person, as it can imply that they're going to separate from this world. Ugh. Note to any superstitious l listeners out there, uh, feel free to gift me any delicious fruit you come across, uh, regardless of symbolic impact. The only fruit I'll turn down is rotten fruit. And if it's rotten soybeans in the form of natto, I'll actually still accept them. <laughs> well, that concludes another episode of Fruitful, the podcast about fruit. Uh, I'm getting them out uh, slower and with wider gaps these days. I apologize for that. But if you've stuck through to the end of this episode, bless your heart. I appreciate your continued listenership. Um, as always, subscribes and reviews and likes and all that kind of jazz is appreciated. But if nothing else, you know what? Do me and do you a favor and go out and grab a new fruit you've never tried before and share it with a loved one, you know? If it's great, you'll have made a new memory with someone close to you. And if it's terrible, you'll at least have someone to commiserate with. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye! Bye!